This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 131 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and Gaz is with me metaphorically. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. We were meant to record slightly past half past five, and by slightly past half past five, you meant Thursday, I think, but we're here anyway. I meant two minutes past six, but the traffic, yeah. on, <laughs> the traffic on Newit Road is awful, awful. I know all about it. The traffic has been terrible today. We, had, we literally had a tractor past half an hour ago. Oh, wow. I know. I had to, I had to wait two seconds before crossing the road. <laughs> Don't bother next time, mate. If you're going to continue to take the piss out of me, just go. It's fine. Well, what do you mean, if I'm going to continue? I've been doing it for 131 episodes. <laughs> this you think is all very... of a sudden I'm going to have an epiphany? <laughs> no, but I am going to have words with the good lady wife. She's uh, She's got some explaining to do. I've been through There's my no Twitter notifications. There's no explaining to do whatsoever. She offered to stand in. She would be a more than viable stand in, but she's too knowledgeable, unfortunately. She would do research. She knows what she's talking about. She would not do research in 10 minutes. Well, it's all it takes me most uh, most weeks. thought you'd say that's all it takes Speaking me, of but... doing things in 10 minutes, uh, I've got to pick up on it. Those, those messages that we get on Facebook that I put on Twitter, for those who don't know, I'm sure people get plagued by them on Facebook, the unsolicited messages that we've read out on here before uh, from people sort of saying, you know, come and view my webcam or I love you long time. And, and I got one yesterday, genuinely, as, as Ben will attest to, saying, are you hypersex, man? Um, and I, <laughs> I meant this... to introduce you as hypersex, man. <laughs> Fee's laughing. She's sat on the side of me. She thinks he's brilliant. Because I was chatting to my friends Chris and Dave last night, and we decided the hypersex man's superpower is being able to finish literally within three seconds. Um, we're not sure how he's going to use it to fight so, crime just yet. Am, am I hypersex, man? No, Ben, you're just disappointing. oh dear oh dear i don't Um, like to i like to see you as asexual i don't like to imagine you doing anything like that at all it's it's probably best to keep it that way Um, so there we are yeah but but just to the person that messaged me if if you're listening and i doubt you are because you're probably a bot um but no i'm i'm not hypersex man i'm afraid i like to think that i'm bacon man um because my like banana man you know, when i have a bacon sandwich my my senses are heightened i think <laughs> i turned from a 10 year old boy into a ginger bearded man well no i'm a gin, i'm a ginger bearded man anyway i just uh, obviously i mean i'm not a 10 year old boy um but when i eat a bacon sandwich i just become a little bit more aware of what's going on and and to be fair that sort of tenuous superpower might get me into the avengers uh, I mean, to be fair, Tony Stark's superpower is that he's got a shitload of money. So, you know, you don't <laughs> have to have anything amazing to do. To be well, in that case, can I have that superpower rather than a bacon sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all right. Can yeah. I just, can I have, can I be shitload of money, man? Um, yeah. And I'll use it to fight crime just by hiring a private army and eating bacon sandwiches. So technically, 
uh, I'd be bacon sandwich man. Anyway, um, yeah, football. Yeah, football. Um, I mean, it's been a bit of a quiet couple of weeks, which is one of the reasons that we've not done a pod. Um, we sort of said last week we were going to, I think we were going to record our, we sort of promised a little bonus episode, but um, there was very little to actually talk about when the uh, when the retain list came out, other than something we're going to talk about in a second. But yeah, not a huge amount going on, um, publicly at least, uh, at the minute, and we'll we'll discuss privately when we come to our main topic of the podcast. But um, what have you been doing? Have you been watching the Euros? Have you been feverishly, sc- you know, scouring uh, EFL Hub on Twitter? What have you been up to? Is that still going? I don't know. That's one of the numerous outlets that have blocked me, uh, <laughs> EFL Hub. Is it, it's probably because you said in one of the podcast descriptions to tweet at EFL Hub is full of shit. Yeah, that might be it. But I never did that to um, a, a popular member of the local press who I, who I don't want to name, and they blocked me too, uh, as did a, a former ex-agent who's probably actually just a 13-year-old boy um, in his bedroom. So, no, I've, I've not been doing I've – been, I've been walking. I did uh, – before, obviously – Great chance to plug. That was a nice segue if you didn't even mean to do it. Um, but, I've, yeah, I've been, I walked 19 kilometres on Sunday um, from my house to rugby to watch England, preparing to climb Scar Fell, which I'm kind of doing in aid of uh, Tony Lorma's cancer charity. Um, mm. And I'm doing that this Saturday. So I've been walking and working, really. Is that it? about you? Uh, the other W, I guess. Um, yeah. Waiting. So- Yes, waiting. <laughs> Good save. Um, no, not not a huge amount. It was uh, it was obviously E3 this week. Um, didn't really do anything with it uh, with the website for it, um, despite being a video game website, because it just wasn't that exciting. But I jumped on a couple of uh, live streams with some friends, and remembered that doing live streams is actually quite fun. So I'm probably going to start playing some games on the internet at some point again soon. Just for the benefit of those who don't know, E3 is obviously a, like a, a games show, isn't it? It's like Christmas for gamers. That's yeah. that's the, the cliched way of saying it. Basically, all the companies get together, usually in LA at the moment, wherever the hell they can, um, and they show off all the new games. But yeah, there wasn't a great deal to show this year because everybody's been knackered by COVID. Um, so outside of the Microsoft uh, event, there wasn't a great deal to shout about. So sounds oh, like an excuse to me. Coding a video game could be done remotely, surely. They can, but I think there's there's been a lot of like upheaval and getting people like settled and, and doing all of that. And then they kind of went, ah yeah, this is going to be a permanent thing. So like big work streams and stuff need to be um there's a lot of collaborative work that goes on and stuff like that. And particularly with you know like massive files. Um, you wouldn't be able to work remotely for a video game company because your internet is held together by duct tape and string by the sounds of it. Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, um, yeah, so, you know, that I think it's not quite as, as uh, streamlined as it would be if they were in a studio, which at the moment, as we all know, is a bad idea. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the um, the retain list. I think there was there was one that we were potentially expecting and one that really didn't come as a surprise um that have left the club obviously the first one being ethan ross um being off in uh you know in uh, in, in uh is weymouth in the national league or is it national league north south national league national, national league. league yeah so you know he's been there all season apparently he's done really well um you know got got himself the uh fans player of the season award but you know ultimately uh, Michael's deemed him surplus to requirements at Lincoln City, which kind of hints at well, a couple of things um, regarding incoming signings. So it sounds like there's discussions there. But um, yeah, it's a little bit of a shame that uh, it, it sounds like his well, one of his two outings in an imp shirt has, uh, has cost him, really. I don't, I don't know if that's a really reductive way of looking at it, but it certainly seems like he's... Uh, well, that's it really for for him, and it's you know a bit of a poor display in a game, and um, you know season on loan. And that's it. What do you reckon? Yeah, that that'll not be it. Uh, but it, it wasn't a poor display. He made one error, didn't he, in that game, which was right at the end um, against Man City. 
I don't I don't particularly think that'll be why he hasn't been given a contract. Um, they would have seen him around the ground. They would have assessed whether they believe that he is potential League One quality or not and made a call on that. And, you know, he's gone to Weymouth and done really well. But as we saw with Grant Smith, you can do really well in the National League and, and then sort of have step up and struggle a little bit. And Smith did. I mean, I remember um, Ilias Chair and Stevenage kind of made him look like a a mug three or four times, didn't they? And and that really did, I think, for Smith's Lincoln City career. Um, but again, it's it, Ross. I think was a project signing. You know, yeah. we've got Sam Long, who is potentially a future Lincoln City number one. He's he's obviously linked up with an England camp. Um, I mean, we were always going to sign another goalkeeper. I think Sam Long is actually the reason that Ethan Ross got nudged out because he came through so quickly. Uh, and we've not seen him, but you know, he's been being judged behind the scenes. You know, he's a really exciting goalkeeper. And when you've got a tight budget, you don't need to carry three goalkeepers. You know, yeah. We saw that in the playoffs with Joe Versic. If if you've got one keeper and you've got an injury and your other keeper haven't made performances, you know, you can go out and you can bring in a keeper really quickly. And I think it's just a sign of changing market forces um, and, and the way that clubs put their squad together. Because, you know, from when we first started, or certainly when I first started going to watch football, you could have as many loans as you wanted, but they often came in in one or two week spells. You know, mm. I mean, remember Steve Tilson bringing in numerous players. You very, very rarely get a loan now that's anything less than six months yeah um, and with the emergency loan rule as well it's, it's unfortunate for Ethan Ross but look a player he needs to be playing football a player of his age um he obviously wanted that he didn't manage to do it here I've no doubt he'll end up playing in league two or the national league potentially doing very well and who knows he might come back stronger um mm-hmm. but and that's that really yeah, and then obviously the other one, which is the one that uh, I think it was more hope than um, than expectation um, that you know he'd stay was was obviously Harry Anderson, um, who I think it's you know you've said it before I think I've said it before as well I don't think anybody would begrudge him the title of a club legend at this point um, having been the most decorated Lincoln City player in my lifetime um, he's you know fantastic lad and he's still young enough where he's got a great career in front of him um and i saw today uh some some comments from michael as to the reasonings why and it just sounded like you know he wants something different out of the um out of his wide players and uh, ultimately you know it's it's deemed that he's uh not required at lincoln anymore but it's uh it is a bit sad to see him go um you know i, I was gutted when i when i heard the news um and yeah, you know, I think I, I don't think it it's fair for us to say anything other than we wish him all the best in whatever he does next. Because I'm sure we'll go and smash it. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I've as you know, and I've, I've kind of said it quite a few times, but we saw, I spoke to Harry in in the 2016-17 season was the first time. I've interviewed him on three or four separate occasions, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even five, and every time. You, you kind of you got a sense of him growing as an individual and that sounds quite um quite twee doesn't it you know watch him grow from a boy to a man mm. but it has been a pleasure you know when I first interviewed him I, I'll hold my hands up it was a very difficult interview because you would you know, you'd ask him a question and the answer would be half of the question and then a couple of words from from him and you know he was quite he seemed quite a shy player or shy person at first and then by the end, you know, I was ringing him up and he he would laugh and joke. He'd chat to you while he was doing his shopping. There was never any difficulty in getting hold of him. He always seemed to have a smile on his face. It, very, very hard to dislike him as an individual. And I was gutted that he wasn't retained. There's an element of sentimentality. Mm-hmm. Out of the side um, towards the end of the season, his goals return this year was, was fewer than it had been in past years. Um, and, and he hadn't played significantly less football. But having said that, I do still think there's League One football for him. I do think that a layman, uh, the likes of you and I, would look at Harry and go, there's got to be a place for him in a League One squad. Now, I read Michael Appleton's comments as well. Um, I managed to find the the, the article because I'm, I'm blocked from the person that shares it. But I managed to find the article uh, on the Echo site, which is publicly available. So I'm not sure why I'm blocked. Um, uh, and, yeah, the, you know, I always take those with a pinch of salt. I always mm. do. When it when it came down last year to budget and we talked, we were releasing Neil Eardley and Michael Boswick and 
you know, Michael Appleton saying it was down to budget and I would have kept them if I could. Neil Erdley and Michael Waswick wouldn't have sat in that Lincoln City side last season. Mm. Um, no matter how much we would have loved them to because we loved them as players, they weren't the type of players that fit in with what Michael wants. And I think to a degree, you know, he, he's kind of said that about Harry and I think that that might be there might be the element of truth to that. I also think the fact that Harry was on the older contract um, when you know, he got his contract extension prior to COVID, I think that might have had a, 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 an impact. Mm. My understanding is um, from sources close to the player that potentially you know, the offer, if an offer was coming in, it would be less than he was on. And, and it would be madness for a player like Harry to take that when the wage cap has now been lifted. And he's got, you know, he's not got family. So his, his girlfriend at the moment, undoubtedly going to have a young family soon. He's getting kind of to that age, isn't he? Mm. So he's got to go and get the, the, the right deal for him. Um, it'll be a shame not to have him around the squad. I, yeah, I'm not one of these people that kind of goes, oh, you know, that's the last link to 2016, 17. What a shame yeah, it is. But football evolves. It's a shame that we're actually we're losing a player who was... 200, 200, more than 200 appearances. As you say, most decorated Lincoln City player ever. You know, not just in your lifetime, ever. There's mm-hmm. no Lincoln City player that's won the amount of trophies he has won um, during their, their tenure with the Imps. So, mm-hmm. yeah, of course we wish him all the best. I've no doubt whatsoever he'll play against us next year. Uh, and, and he'll be one of those players that probably scores against us on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I think the the thing is for, for me, you know, you mentioned about Harry being the, the the lad that you, when you rang him up, you know, you'd have that, you'd be able to have that laugh and a joke with him. Um, I remember we went away to Cheltenham, I think it was, um, a few years back, and it, you know, I was queuing up for a, a, a cup of coffee at half time or whatever, hot chocolate, or whatever, and turned around, and uh, Harry was just stood behind me in the queue, you know, had a chat with him. Really lovely lad, you know, he's really down to earth. Doesn't doesn't seem too big for his boots. And he just seems like he's the kind of person that would be willing to do just about anything for, you know, to, to sort of keep fans happy and, um, you know, make the effort. So it, it is a shame that he's, you know, unfortunately uh, heading off to Pastors New, but it seems like there's no hard feelings there. And I know, again, some of that might well be, you know, social media niceties, but um, I, I hope that, you know, he, he finds a new club quickly enough and, um, and then gets back to doing what he does best as long as he doesn't do it against us. He's he's from what I understand, he's not he's not short of offers. Not oh, okay. Um, okay. And I, I, do you know what actually what I kind of a real measure of Harry, and this is going back some now, um, but he was on loan and then he left before we went on the FA Cup run, didn't he? I think he was recalled mm. certainly before the Brighton game. And he, I think he I'm not sure if he might have been cup tied. I don't know if he played in the FA Cup run at all. But the Brighton yeah, game the Brighton game, he was he was at that game in the stands. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd come and watch, and he wasn't. When I say that, he wasn't over in um, the the library with in the kind of complimentary players kind of area. He was he was in the co-op stand, just coming. And yeah, obviously got his tickets one way or another, um, and just come along and watch the game. And I, I respected that. Um, so, and he was my dad's favourite player as well. My dad, I, my dad had a picture taken with him at a dinner, and you know. Dad was just made up, and it was strange to see that my dad idolising somebody that's that's kind of half my age. Yeah. So, uh, and it was also it was also the sub it was also the uh, the subject of a stat that I was uh, I was sitting on that uh, your mate Pete threw to me, and I was hoping was hoping that we could uh, use it next season, but unfortunately we couldn't. And I was going to say, have there been any players across the EFL that have played for the same club in you know not consecutive, but you know, uh, have played for the same club in the National League, League Two, League One, and the Championship. And I don't know, but I mean, I'd be interested to see how many players there are that have played for the same club in uh, the National League, League uh, League Two, and League One. Can't yeah. imagine there'd be too many. No, there'd be a few. You'd look at the likes of Fleetwood went through mm, yeah, the divisions, Exeter went through the divisions, Bristol Rovers went through the divisions. Uh, so I, I wouldn't think it's uncommon. Uh, you could probably name an eleven. I would think okay. if you went, if you went back through time, possibly. I don't know. I'm just pondering. I'm clueless. No, but yeah, it was a, in, certainly a, an interesting stat that uh, I was I was hoping hoping to use, but you know, alas, it's not to be. Well, the thing um, is, you used it even though it's not a real stat. So yeah, I think you've crowbarred it in a little bit. Well, I have because I knew that it'd probably wind you up if it was one that you didn't realise. But anyway, it's um, not a real stat. 
neither's XG. Um, Don't right. even get me started on that. <laughs> yes, it is a real stat. There's a trophy and everything. I dropped that off at the club, by the way. Um, oh, did you? Just, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna pick that up when he's back off holiday. And uh, oh, Wales just uh, Gareth Bale just skied a penalty for Wales, and uh, one of the Wales players got hit in the knackers. There we go. Um, there we go. Watch along. Uh, no, I've I've just got it. Uh, you know, because the BBC offers it in so many formats, I have it in a browser window that's minimised or you know that's quite small, so I can actually resize it. Unlike ITV, where it's like this is a postage stamp, or you can piss off. You're either watching football or you're not. If you're watching football in a browser and doing something else, it's just not on that. You watch football. Mind <laughs> you, you said that. I actually watched France Germany by playing Paul yesterday. So, <laughs> and I was I was garbage. I lost every game, nearly every game. I won two or three, but I lost most games while I, while the football was on. As soon as the football was finished and we put the tunes on, I was unbeaten. <laughs> there you go that's all you need to do just uh get them to play uh rancid and green day at football matches and you'll be fine i'm not sure that works because i don't play pool but anyway should we move on yeah anyway um so yeah we've um there's a little bit of news to talk about um and this is this is a, a sort of a novelty to me because i'm used to talking about embargoed stuff pre-record uh for video games but very rarely do for lincoln city stuff but this came out a little bit earlier today as you listen. Um, we've got the first shirt sponsor, haven't we? Yes, we have. It's Virgin Wines, um, which is the company of director Jay Wright. And he's the CEO of that company. Um, so they're the, the first shirt sponsor, uh, for Lincoln City. So he uses the what you'd kind of call the, the classic Virgin logo. I mean, you know, Virgin Wines were originally started by Richard Branson and I think Jay owned a company called or started a company called Warehouse Wines, I believe. Might be incorrect, but I think he did. Um, after initially being employed in the wine industry. But anyway, one thing's led to another. Um, and he is the top man at Virgin Wines. And they are the first shirt sponsor. So the pictures are out there. Um, you know, positives and negatives. Positives, it's great. You know, Jay's a, a great guy. He's on the supporters board meetings. I've got to know him not massively well, but you know, well enough to know that he's, he's kind of um, values are aligned with those for the club. And it's nice to see somebody with some financial. Doesn't it look awful? Um, I mean, the Virgin Wines logo is brilliant, but I'm not sure about retrospectively fitting sponsors. Yeah, um, I, I lost you for a brief second, but I'm guessing that the downside was that it looks awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same red, is it, as the, no. as the shirt? I mean, it's not the same red, and it looks a bit too high up on the shirt as well. Yeah, I wonder if that's just been applied there for the photograph and it'll be changed. I agree with you, it is too high. Um, I think they'll tweak that. But certainly if I bought a replica shirt, and I will do, um, you know, the Virgin Wines logo, if that was the same red, would actually look quite good in the middle. Yeah, I wouldn't have it fitted like that. Yeah, you'd have that like little block of like the little block of red in the middle. I think that would make it stand out quite nicely. But as you say, it's yeah, it's it's just like a, a slightly different shade and it doesn't look too right. And I can't believe that I'm making fashion statements or statements yeah. about yeah, fashion even though it's a football shirt well look it's a great shirt and, oh, and yeah, actually the, the the virgin logo is it, it's not unlike in my mind the peregrine logo from last year in that you know it's it's nice and simple um it's a striking logo if it was the same red and it was lower down and, and it didn't kind of, it would be brilliant but you know, that's a consequence of having the, the five sponsor um plan is that they will be on afterwards and when you're putting something on afterwards it's going to stand out if you try and make it blend in with the shirt so it's actually going to work better where the logo is completely contrasting with the shirt for instance going back to um when we used to have the blue away kit with the red echo you, know, mm. you could have put the red echo on retrospectively and it wouldn't have made a difference because it still looked okay because it contrasted so i think you know this will work this will work better from an aesthetic point of view when it's a different color but shirt sponsorship shirt looks and sorry for you know the kit man and all of the great people that, that danny nez and that who, who are massively into kit it's, it's really not the shirt sponsor is about somebody putting money in the club and putting a logo on the front of the shirt so for that again hats off to jay 
Absolutely. Um, you know, can't you can't complain when it does bring in some uh, you know some investment into the club and some money coming in. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll probably talk about that at a later date um, on that side of it. So, I mean, I'm based on that. I'm I'm fairly set on keeping my shirt sponsor free for the season um unless something comes along you know like if we get sponsored by marvel i'll probably get that on the shirt in front of the shirt but that's not happening is it no <laughs> and i can almost picture your face looking disgusted at the fact i've suggested it blind indifference <laughs> okay fair enough um but yeah the would you get sponsored by hypersex man <laughs> I don't even want to know what the logo would be. No, that's a good point. Okay, tweet as your tweet as your logo designs for hypersex man, and we'll Photoshop it onto his shirt. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Or any other rubbish superhero, you know, like Banana Man or Bacon Man or um, Iron Man or whatever. You do know that Iron Man's superpower, Aquaman, is rubbish. Um. Yeah, Aquaman is pretty shit. Basically, just a, a fish, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There is an amazing episode of South Park as well where it features Kanye West as Aquaman. That's all I'm going to say if you've not seen it, but it's brilliant. Ooh, I wonder what Kanye West's superpower is. To Being piss a dick. Off everybody, yeah. Yeah. If Kanye West sponsored the club, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that on my shirt either. No, he'd probably make him all try and play in his ridiculous trainers mm. that look like they're just a little like a slipper on top of a cloud I don't know because I haven't looked at Kanye West's trainers I, I can't think of very much that interests me less um, than what Kanye West wears on his feet no he, he, he put a, a range out and they were all over like loads of people that I was uh, following and that was uh, that were picking them up and like getting really into it I follow a couple of people that are really into like picking up trainers and stuff when they they get the drop and it's like Jesus Christ that looks ridiculous um yeah but anyway um, my advice to you is follow different people yeah I do now yeah yeah um so should we get onto the main topic uh which is what Liam Bridcut yes Liam Bridcut you did tell me to remind you about Liam Bridcut so there we go uh, so there is another uh, podcast come uh, come out of the Lincoln area. I don't know if you listen to it at all. Called Gone Off on a Tangent. Uh, I don't, but I've heard uh, I've heard that I probably should. Yeah, well, they, 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 it's quite good. I haven't listened to them all. They, they're kind of a varied sports um, sports podcast. Uh, but they've done an interview with Liam Bridcut. I've listened to that and a couple of the others. And I just wanted to talk about Liam Bridcut basically calling Steve Evans um, a, a liar. he didn't actually call him a wanker i don't think um but you've got to listen to it i mean he really is sort of 10 15 minutes of absolute gold there was a story where apparently um when liam bridcott first signed for uh, leeds he went into the office to say hello to to steve evans and steve had now i might be wrong here i think it was a, a a pat of cake, tea cakes, and a can of iron brew on his desk. And he downed the can of iron brew, shoved one whole tea cake in his mouth, and then introduced himself to uh, to Liam Bridcut. Um, and apparently, he would just come out with unbelievable statements, like he'd just be there on the sidelines and go, "Yeah, Pep invited me to watch uh, Barcelona's training the other day," and the players would all think, "You yeah, know, bullshit." And he'd turn to Rainer and go, "Isn't that right?" And Rainer would go, "Yes, Gaffer." Like, to... like the guy in Mike Bassett. Yeah, no, I was thinking more like Jay from the Inbetweeners. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I've done that Cambridge diet. I know, I know, I Paul Rayner. Yes, Gaffer, you have. Yeah, I lost 23 stone, didn't I, Paul Rayner? Yes, Gaffer, you did. Yeah, I put it all back on now because it's my glands, isn't it? Yes, Gaffer. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I mean. Like, you know, Steve Evans is Jay from the Inbetweeners, and then he's got uh, he's got a guy that always just says yes to him. Yeah, little yes. That's man. amazing. Um, and he said that apparently he thought that he might have had a gastric band fitted. Um, but the, the funniest story, you've got to listen to it because these, you know, these with Lee, the way Liam Bridcut tells them as well, that he also said that apparently Steve Evans would tell the players how to play. And uh, one day Brid- Liam Bridcut challenged him because they were getting overrun in midfield playing a 4 4 2. 
apparently British challenged him and Evans went off on his usual being a wanker. And the next game they went out on the field and Evans had set them up one way. And the players went, Astley and Bridcott, how do you think we should set up? And the players were changing the tactics themselves and Steve Evans wasn't noticing <laughs> that they had changed the tactics for the game. Jesus games. Christ. So like he'd put them out 4-4-2, they'd play 4-3-3 and he wouldn't notice. So definitely worth a listen. Gone off on a tangent. Uh, you can find it on um, Twitter. Uh, I think it's on Podbean as well. And it's uh, I, there's, there's two parts. I mean, they're, they're a really good listen, actually. It's um, Liam's very, very candid. And uh, awesome. yeah, but it's the Steve Evans stuff is the first kind of 20 minutes of part two. Cool. Awesome. I'll uh, I'll check that out. And I have actually just sent you a photograph of uh, some of Kanye West trainers via WhatsApp. Um, so you can see just how ridiculous they are. Is there a block option on WhatsApp? <laughs> sure. Uh, dear, but, They're um, cool. Oh, come off it. <laughs> they look like Mr. Staypuff's feet. <laughs> yeah. They look like Mr. Staypuff's had an accident and he's trodden in it. Yeah, it looks like Hypersex Man has been about. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye cross Hypersex Man collaboration. Yeah. Oh dear, but no. Let's uh, let's move on to um, the main topic of the week, which is because we're obviously in pre-season, um, uh, post-season pet peeves. Um, yes. You know, we've. I'm sure. Well, there are, uh, given the number of responses that we've had, um, a number of things that really, really piss people off in the closed season. So, what are yours, Gaz? Yeah. Um, so what a great topic idea, by the way. Kudos to whoever kept oh, it was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know, so it, modest. I know it gets to a point where uh, during the preseason where there are just so many things that hack me off. And I just thought as a little bit of a lighthearted change to the uh, advertised program. Um, I'd like to cover a couple of them. Now, I've picked three. And from what I can see going through Twitter, only one of my um, pet peeves has been picked up by other people. So I'll start with that one. And it's on, the, then. all we'll get is other people's cast-offs. Um, so this is the, I mean, it's kind of the desire for signings. You know, do a sign-in every time there's a, a and you'll guarantee that this morning, because we're talking before this kit launch. So mm-hmm. the, the club will have announced this kit launch this morning. Right, I guarantee 99 to 1, that somebody will have gone on there and commented underneath new player question mark new sign in question mark any chance of a new face um i'll take 99 to one on that oh they'll do it and if they don't i'll do it at 10 o'clock just so that i win um, no because 99 to one yeah 99 to one odds you know stick a quid on that i'll come back with a ton it'll be fine one to 99 then whatever there you go pedant <laughs> pedant peasant peasant pedant well, both. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it, it, so it's not even that. It's not even that do a sign in kind of mentality that just because it, it grates on me. Like you know, this I'm not picking this name up for any reason. I'm just like I don't know. Like Rob from fucking Rob from Newport comes on and and he knows better than Michael Appleton and Jez George and Liam Scully. Do you know what I mean as if? Like, well, we should assign these players. All oh, we're going to get is the cast-offs now. And that just grates on me. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're on we're on the 17th of June. And I've mm. genuinely seen people saying, we're just going to get everyone's cast-offs. We're waiting too long to sign players. May I remind you that Neil Erdley signed 24 hours before the season kicked off mm. in 2017-18 and one player of the year. Jason Shackle came after the season had kicked off and was undoubtedly one of the driving forces behind us being promoted. Um, we we made an early signing last year. The first signing I think that we made last year was James Jones, who you know with the greatest respect kind of faded a little bit towards the end of the season. And you think about the players that had the biggest impact. Brennan Johnson came in on loan after the season had started. Um, Joe Walsh was quite a late signing, if I remember correctly, as well. And I just it it, it just. What? Just let the club get on with it. Do you know what I mean? When we kick off the season, and I said this, I've said this every year since I've been commenting on Lincoln City. When we kick off the season, we will have a full squad. Mm. And it was, you remember last year, people saying, well, we need to sign a goalkeeper. No shit, Sherlock. Do you reckon we do? Because I thought <laughs> we could probably go with 11 outfield players and see what happens. It just, 
and and social media kind of promotes it i get that but it's just a kind of knuckle dragging stupidity um it's it's the inability to see in front of your own face isn't it yeah you know people that can't see anything more than two feet in front of them um metaphorically you know i've not got any problem with partially sighted people but the you know if, if you can't see anything past the immediate you know like when you know if a player gets released by another club um and they're out of contract but they're 35 and they'll probably you know not make it through another season without their knee falling off it's it's when you get somebody like going oh lincoln should sign him go on sign him sign him sign him and yeah <laughs> literally literally as we're recording gavin andrews has come on a put that his pet hate is people who complain we haven't signed anyone yet and we'll be left with the shit players every year it's the same it is it's the same every year and yeah. with the greatest respect you know what it's the same people every year as well yeah um it really is so look, that's 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 my first one okay my, my second one uh is is when we've made a signing Right. And it's judging people on their Wikipedia page because you get it all the time. Right. Yeah. Like a, like a striker signs. And they go, well, he doesn't look that great uh, or underwhelmed about this. Oh, no, bloody not. You know, Steve from Glasgow is underwhelmed at the fact that we've signed a professional footballer who's been playing the game for the last 10 years and has been with numerous other clubs stop the press let's move him on and go and get michael bridges and dwight york and and to a degree i'm i'm just i'm not having a pop at nickel he texted me the other day about one of the transfer rooms i put on the site and put underwhelmed you know if a football fan tells me they're underwhelmed about something we're doing what i suggest is that they go and sit with michael appleton and jez george and liam for you know six weeks while they go through the whole process or i suggest that they do six weeks work and then have Michael Appleton take one cursory look at it for a second and a half and go, well, that's underwhelming. Um, because <laughs> thing, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like somebody who doesn't even support Lincoln City looking at my site, casting an eye over one headline and going, well, I'm underwhelmed at your site. You know, you haven't read any articles at all. Um, and it, yeah, I just it, people casting. I mean, I say people judging by their Wikipedia page. With these people forming opinions that are not based on anything, which is what it is. You look at a couple of numbers on a on a Wikipedia page, like Conor McGrandles. Well, he hasn't scored many, and that because that's all you can see. You don't go on Wikipedia and see um, you know, successful tackles or feedback from other fans or anything like that. It's ooh, ooh, played for Falkirk, moved to Norwich, didn't play much. You can't be that good. Oh man, you know, and and even judging any signing, I've, I've sometimes I try to. Judging any signing is because a signing is defined by what he does after he arrives, not mm. what he's done up until he joins your football club. And yeah. you look at Mo Salah, you know, when he was at Chelsea, he wasn't great. Liverpool fans might have gone, well, it's underwhelming. You know, he didn't really make it at Chelsea, but look what he did for them. So I just, it'll always happen everyone's an expert here we are we release a podcast every week we pretend that we're experts and we're not i don't we'll... pretend i'm an expert no no that's true actually fair play to you um, <laughs> you do exactly what you say on the tin uh, <laughs> but you know you know what i mean we'll talk about yeah, players yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about their like when regan paul signed we were happy to say well he's looked good for mk dons he's done this he's done that but players have looked good in the past bob latchford played for england and when he signed for us four years later he was gash so um yeah, you know, just yeah, just that. Just especially with strikers, it's especially with strikers, isn't it? He hasn't scored many. Well, he only scored nine goals last season. He only scored eleven goals the season before. Yeah, but was he playing in a side that eight or nine players scored nine or eleven goals and they were spread out equally? Yeah. Injured? Was he playing on the wing? Just, you know, at least at, at least the same with the people that. I put an an article out the other day. I can't even remember what it was, but let's say it was looking back at a history, a match from history. There was a pitch invasion on this game. There was a pitch fucking article. You know what I mean? People will comment on the article, and then I've even seen people criticise the article. I'll pull them up 
on it and they'll go, oh, well, I didn't read it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, do you know what? I looked at the cover of To Kill a Mockingbird the other day and I think Harper Lee was a rubbish author. Um, it, that, do you know what it, that's what it is. Oh, I didn't read any words. It just looked crap because there wasn't <laughs> enough colour on the cover. It didn't have any pictures. Yeah, exactly. So, Not something I'd have been able to read, I'll tell you that much. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Well, no, because it's not got Iron Man in it. Apparently that's all I ever do. Oh, it's got uh, Atticus Finch and Boo Radley. It's a good book. Scout as well. Scout is Atticus's child. One of the one of the first books I read in school that actually um, kind of when I say touched me, I don't mean in a in a kind of a, a paedophile way. Uh, I just mean in a <laughs> you know, understanding of wider issues way. Certainly better than Graham Greene's Third Man, although the theme tune to the film for that was very good. Um, so anyway, we've moved on from a segue I set up, which was pictures. Yeah. Um, another PC preseason peeve, and all of mine seem to actually be around um, people on social media <laughs> rather than anything else. Because actually, season some free Saturdays, feet up, no football, I can live with that. People moaning about, you know, when are the friendlies announced? Bollocks, no, let me have a summer, we'll get back to football in September. Um, it's people who respond to transfers with GIFs. GIF, a GIF for me, and I... I try not to use them and, and Stu Wells this isn't aimed at you because I was honoured to be made into a gif uh, bad man thing um, but I, I just you know when people just put pictures in in, in response to things is, is that what society has become where we've got to a point where we can't even use words anymore we have to Can use I just say small... I feel personally attacked at this point well it's not actually aimed at you I didn't you're not somebody <laughs> I think does it it's the thing is I, I, I write a lot about other football so I'll go on like I try and do uh, some of the art, some of the articles that I do are Twitter responses. So a, a team sign a player, let's say uh, James Stockley sides for Charlton. And I want to go on and have a look and see if there are any Portsmouth fans, for instance, who have gone on there about and talked about missing out because it's a good angle for an article. Or are Charlton fans underwhelmed? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, by the signing, because, you know. It's actually a good a good point for an article. I hate it. It's the lowest common denominator of journalism. Um, but, you know, well, seven people selected from social media think this is crap. And then you put it in a headline and people read it and go, well, it must be crap. Um, but that's Just what I do. Before you go on, on that note, I once got picked up by The Independent on Twitter for reacting to something that Netflix did. And they included it in a serious piece about Netflix's business model. That shows you how ridiculous picking quotes from social media can be but at least a quote has taken a little bit of brain power at least if you have written words you've done some form of communication that has been going on for years and years and years early man communicated um by grunting and by scratching images on cave walls but we've got to a point now where you can communicate with anybody anywhere in the world and tell them absolutely anything for the love of god do not just use a picture of a woman spitting out coffee do you know what i mean or a homer shrinking into a hedge oh my god the same ones all the time it's almost like instead of having 26 letters in an alphabet that we can form whole written paragraph <laughs> 26 different little pictures oh dear you see the, the thing is i try and be creative with my gif use i don't just use the same one over and over again yeah but but the thing is, people use the same one over and over again. You may not, and this wasn't ever aimed at you, but it is turning that way. So sorry for that. <laughs> but if you use a GIF, somebody else will have used that for something else. And they seem to be so uncreative. I tell you one that I always see. There's this big, he looks like a rapper or something, big black dude. like, And he says, and another one underneath. DJ Every Khaled. single sign-in, whatever. Every single sign-in <laughs> that... A football club makes some dickhead puts that on there. Another and one. another one. Another one. What is it? It's DJ Carla. That's what he says. I don't know who that is. Well, Google him afterwards and then no. feel I'm not going bad. to. Don't tell me to because I won't. I'm not going to feel bad. Why would I feel bad? I don't want to know who he is. He doesn't know who I am. Why should I afford him the respect he won't afford me? He's alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's alive. Oh, that's okay then. At least I'm not disrespecting the dead. 
uh, he, I believe, and this, this, I'm not sure if this is 100% accurate or if it's just another meme, but I believe he had an album called Suffering from Success. Yeah, it must be shocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, yeah, my my pet peeves in the in the postseason. The first one is fairly, I think it's fairly obvious, and it's it's not that applicable this season. But it's usually the complete void of any football that I can actually get invested in. Um, like I'll, I'll quite, you know, I enjoy watching football of you know most levels, but there's always a little that little bit of edge when you're you know when you're invested in it. And I, I just think sometimes you know, obviously we've got the Euros this season, and then next season we're going to have the World Cup. So. 2023 is the next time this is actually going to apply but it's just I, I just find it a little bit dull when you know you said you don't mind putting your feet up and stuff when there's no football on at the weekend even if it's just something to have on the telly while you're doing other things I, I, I just miss it when you get to that point um, mm. so that's the obvious answer uh, well I'll, I'll retort a little on that one, if I may. Go on. First of all, uh, next summer is actually the first time that it'll happen no, after this summer. It's next winter, isn't it? Yeah, yes. the World yeah, Cup's I next winter, December, January. Um, so I think you will actually have Euro 2021, which is the women's football next um, summer. Okay. So you could perhaps get invested. But, uh, you know, I like a break. I don't watch Premier League football. If Lincoln don't play, I don't watch football. Um, I am a football fan. I actually think there's too much football, uh, to be honest. I think there's too much on, no interest. Yeah, only, only really, like let's say Lincoln play Portsmouth. Only Lincoln fans, Portsmouth fans, and maybe League Two, League One fans will want to watch that. And I just think, yeah, if you're the genuinely the sort of person that can't get through a weekend without going, wow, I've got to watch Austria and Macedonia this weekend. <sighs> Good God. I'll, I'll keep an eye. I, I kept an eye on Hungary. I've got, I had a vested interest in Hungary. I write about MLS players. The lad that came on from towards the end, Sean, had the goal disallowed. Um, plays for an MLS side. I'm interested in that. I'll watch a game maybe tonight. But I can get I can get by without it. But go on. Anyway, yeah, that's, if that's your pet peeve, it's a personal thing. Plenty of people, um, plenty of people are. Um, the the yeah. second one is actually one that got uh, that got picked up by somebody. Um, let me just see if I can find it. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Dale Warner actually picked this one up. Um, so it's uh, players that you like or admire going to clubs or managers that you don't. Um, and the <laughs> perfect example is Paul Farman going to Barrow under Mark Cooper. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Like it's just you. You feel that sort of um, you, you feel that little bit of an attachment to a player, even after they've you know if they after they've gone, if they've done something special for the club. And I'm sure this is probably going to be the case with Harry wherever he goes. But you get that sort of slight sinking feeling when you see them go to a Mark Cooper or you know a Forest Green or a Steve Evans. You know that that kind of it just it doesn't sour them as such, but it's just you just feel like a parent that's just there going, I'm not angry, I'm just a bit disappointed. Did you get that when Elliot Whitehouse went to Forest Green? A little bit, not not as not, much because there wasn't as much of an attachment to Elliot. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, the the, the 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 sort of the prestige of being still the only Lincoln player to score at Wembley is obviously, you know. He's, he's held in high regard, but it's just that it, it, there wasn't that uh, that attachment, I don't think. Yeah, I get that. I actually felt the same way when I saw Farms go to Barrow, Mark mm. Cooper. Just, Farms, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon he's going to be in the dressing room giving him shit? Uh, do you know what? I, I, knowing Norbert Paul Farman, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't think that he will. I think he'll get on well there because he's a decent League Two goalkeeper. I just wish that it was under anybody else or as does Charlie, apparently. There you go. Um, and my, my final one is, I think this is one that several people picked up on, to be fair, is the um, 
the I know something you don't know and I'm going to tell you that I know you don't know brigade. I do that to you. You do. And it pisses me off because I'm sat there thinking, I do a podcast with you. I should probably know about this. I can't um, break embargo. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell anybody. The embargo's for the Stacey West. The embargo's for the site, not the podcast. The podcast is... He's weekly. Of the site. <laughs> but no, you know, it's the it's the people that will go on on social media and like, you know, oh, so, you know, uh, I don't know, saw, um, saw someone down the Bentley and, you know, just kind of wind people up. Whether it's a genuine I'm in the know about this or whether it's a, I'm going to wind people up about this. Those two brackets kind of fit into the same pot for me. It's just... Oh, it just does my head in. I know yeah, it shouldn't do, but it's it's the constant like when somebody finds like a player or a, a rumor and then just regurgitates it time and time again until it just gets so boring. You think just get it tattooed on your forehead and go and headbutt a door. You know that sort of. Oh, I, it does just winds me up. I blocked most of those people, and we all know who they are. Um, <laughs> I blocked one or two of them because they just, I think they're two very separate areas. I have more respect for people uh, who know something and don't pass it on because I think if you know, if you find something out and there are sources at the club that leak it uh, and it gets out in the public domain, that's a real pain, especially for like, if I've got it on embargo, for instance, and to be fair, like I I don't get an awful lot. I'll, maybe three or four hours beforehand i don't know three or four days in advance or anything like that um and, and usually to be fair you said i do normally tell you um if yeah. it's something that we're going to talk about because again you, you kind of understand embargoes and it's part of the podcast or part of the site if we're going to talk about it hence the football shirt which obviously you know is embargoed until after this is uh you know before just before this is dropped after recording um, but it's the people who make stuff up that wind me up and i'm not going to go into it because i'm not going to start talking about fake accounts and things but i find it incredibly damaging um when you hear rumors about players leaving particularly because you know i get to know these players and yeah. i think now more so than 15 years ago people see players as people yeah. rather than as just you know names and, and and faces and i think football manager for a while made made people forget dehumanized football players yeah. and sometimes you know I, I experienced something while i was at howden's where i was managing one depot and i was meant to be going to another depot uh, to manage that and you know i knew what was going on but a lot of people didn't and they were making it up and they were talking about it and then i was thinking well what if there's something in what they're saying and as it was um, because there was such a that that the person i was working with at that time was was particularly poor and um, actually the rumors were true uh, but you know it, it was a horrible way then to find out that i wasn't going to this depot that i'd been told and i think what must a footballer think if you know, they turn on their their uh, their Twitter and they're the subject of the conversation and they didn't know that their deals collapsed or that they're not getting a new deal. And, you yeah. know, to a degree, it was with Harry. People saying, you know, months ago, Harry's not getting a new deal. I know for a fact um, that it wasn't signed, sealed and delivered until kind of uh, through the playoffs. I know that. I know that yeah. it wasn't. And you get people going, oh, well, he was always leaving in January. Deal was agreed with Hall or deal was agreed with Bolton. No, it wasn't. It's not. Yeah. Because he's not at Hull and Bolton now, is he? No. And I, I think, think it also... Sorry, go on. Just, I was, I was going to say, on that tangent, it's when another one that's that you've just sort of flagged up is when a story gets published or, you know, a rumour gets spread and then people tag the player in it. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh. Like, you know, I, I just... I don't even tag a player if I write an article about them. Yeah, only under extreme circumstances would I do that because it's all. Oh God, oh it makes me feel physically sick. Just notice me, notice me. Yeah, notice me. Look at me, look at me. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't. There are, there are, you know, a few occasions on which I've done it, and you know, it's it's not necessarily been for that sort of a reason, but um, you know, when you get it's just when you see like the most outlandish shit that's published for example on EFL hub not talking about it okay 
because it's just we, made up. It's, it's just yeah. made up. You know, if we if if we were a, a real life crime web uh, podcast, we wouldn't talk about fictional detectives. So we're a, you know, we're a real life football podcast. I'm not going to talk about fictional transfer news. Yeah. Okay. Which we just <laughs> have done for the last 15 minutes. But very true. Um, just on that note, before we go into uh, listeners' ones, um, there was a game that was unveiled on Friday at uh, E3, I think it was, and. Um, because they are bound by certain copyrights and all sorts of stuff. It's a detective game, and they unveiled the protagonist as Herlock Sholmes. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's jump into some uh, some other pet peeves, because there were quite a few, to be fair. My notifications went a bit wild. Um so Ali says, uh, not knowing the trialists, completely understand why they don't give their actual names, but I end up spending half the match on my phone trying to figure it out. Now, no, no, I agree with him here. And to a point where I I don't understand why they don't give the names. And I remember once writing an article saying why they shouldn't give the names. And when I read, read it back, I thought, I have written such a load of bollocks there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. They don't want the the club don't want the player to know that they're there in case someone snatches them up. Haven't they heard of agents? Yeah, you know, it, utterly ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. If you've got someone on trial, put them on trial. Create that 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 noise because the, the agent is just going to do it anyway. So let's yeah. get it all out in the open. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Luke says I find myself talking too much or taking too much notice of performances instead of it simply being a workout for the players. I've been guilty of that before. Um, you know, you kind of go to you go to one of the preseason friendlies and you you start thinking, oh yeah, this looks good. We look decent here. It's like Ben, it's just it's a training game. That's all it is. Um, Adam Barlow says announcing preseason games late, no programs at preseason games, and not treating the Lynx Cup or sorry, and treating the less cup a uh, Lynx Cup less seriously than most friendlies over the last few years. We haven't really supported local non-league sides enough in friendlies. You can kind of see that. Yeah, let me just find that. Quite, I like Adam. He's, he's old school. Um, so now announcing preseason games late, that I'm not as fussed about, to be mm. honest, because I don't really go to the no programs at preseason games. I have a feeling eventually there won't be a program at main games either, but I hope that I'm wrong. Um, but again, yeah, I like a program. But I'm with him on the Lynx Cup. Mm, absolutely. Lincoln City were formed to compete in the Lincolnshire Senior Cup. Uh, if I remember correctly, we Lyndon had played, I think, in it a couple of a couple of seasons, and and that was kind of one of the one of the main things that we were we were involved in early doors. Uh, I would like to see us take it a little more seriously. It always amuses me because in the Nanastead's excellent Lincoln City history book, they list the Lincolnshire Senior Cup in the section under the FA Cup and the League Cup and the AFL Trophy, and then they have friendlies on another another page altogether. <laughs> um, and, and I, li- I like the idea of that. And also, let's not forget that Matt Reed's 50 goals, actually, um, he scored 49 because he scored one in the Lynx Cup. And technically, is it a friendly or is it competitive? Fresh out. Um, okay, uh, Mr. Pearson says, seeing a local derby is on a Tuesday evening or the last game of the season is somewhere like Wickham. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, yeah, we've not really said that fixtures are out in two weeks, so we'll probably jump on when they're when they're released. But uh, yeah, seeing a local derby's on a Tuesday evening, I hate that. Like a big game on a Tuesday night away. Like I think we both, uh, well, I was particularly pissed off when we could go, um, when it was looking like we could go. That Portsmouth was going to be, you know, a Tuesday night game. It was like, well. I've got some, you know, got some friends down in Portsmouth. Could have made a, made a weekend of it, but now I'm not going to bother. You know, it's that kind of feeling. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Uh, do you want to pick up a couple? Yeah, uh, let me have a quick look because I was just gazing at my phone. My dentist was just trying to ring me. <laughs> uh, I believe great. Emma was next. Uh, yeah, so people replying to every club tweet to sign somewhat. So I've, kind of picked up on it haven't i do a signing uh and then complaining about it when we do is kind of amalgamation of the things that really wind me up sinsel banker uh, has obviously picked up on one of mine as you know same one as me rather hearing people moan will be left with all of the dregs uh owen kester so owen has said it may just be him but when the club announces a new kit they spend three or four days dropping hints about what the kit looks like um agree again just launch the damn kit says dan norton 
uh, when then says people get an idea of what they think the kit will look like at least disappointment i i kind of get that mm. um and, and because generally i've kind of had a little bit of a heads up on the kit certainly being on the supporters board but i'm still really keen to see it in the flesh and yeah i i think i love a football kit and i think the cult of kit is brilliant but i also think that too many people put too much in it you know, when they're in uproar, I'm not going to buy that because it looks like a quick save bag. You will buy it. And you know, if you don't <laughs> buy it, fair enough. Jeez, it's your choice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I buy every single home show, whether I like them or not. So, yeah. um, uh, Liam, sorry, go on. I was, I was going to say, like, I, I think I'd, I know what you mean when you say about people putting too much into it. And I think that actually goes both ways um, because I know, you know, some kits, obviously they will, have that retro edge to them like the past two that we've done and that's nice you know it's not deliberately saying this is exactly like that previous one because i remember there was there was an england kit i think it was i think it was for euro 2006 where they said um that the the size of the crest on the away shirt was the exact same size as the crest on the 1966 shirt i was like who gives a shit i just that doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. Like, why is that a thing that we should know? But anyway, that's, that might be just me. No, this well, it might be just you. Um, I don't really. Yeah, I've got two more. Uh, the first one kind of relates to what you've just said. Uh, Bob's English people getting excited about England and the Euros. Got as much like chance. I set of, that one up, wasn't it? Yeah, got as much chance of winning it as Watford had of winning the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? Actually, and we we're not an England podcast. I was actually quite impressed um, with England on Saturday and I haven't watched an England game before that since the World Cup semi-final. Mm, and I can yeah. see the progression. So we might not win it, uh, but I actually think we've got more chance of winning it than Watford have of the Premier League. Now, this is my favourite pet peeve and it does lead us nicely um, into what well, probably the end of the podcast. Uh, Rachel has said Gary and Ben not having a regular podcast schedule. Well, more so Ben not telling me about a recording session when I'm needing him to cook dinner as I'm working. Um, do you know, it's one of my pet peeves as well uh, is being told to record a couple of minutes past half past and then it being six o'clock. So can we go back to Rachel, Liam's one? Liam Rachel share a pet peeve. Can we go back to Liam's one? Because I was I was looking forward to talking about Liam's one. Go on then, be quick though, because my dinner's late because you were late recording the podcast. So Fee's getting impatient and I'm just blaming it on you. It's all right. I apologise profusely to Fee. Yeah, sure, I accept and, it. And only to Fee. Yeah, well, you want to watch out because if I have my party, if when we have my party up here, I'm going to hypersex man in your sausage rolls. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to respond to that, but well, first of all, we're not doing sausage rolls. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, Chris Keneally said basically the same thing about people who are in the know spouting crap about players coming or going. Um, mentioned Dales and yeah, Liam, uh, Liam Scully says people asking if we're enjoying our summer break slash time off from work. Um, I think it's fair to say they're pretty bloody busy at the minute. Um, you know, with quite a lot of things. Cause as I said, I, I I popped down to the ground the other day and I know it's not necessarily Liam and the, the lads doing that work, but it's all been organized and everything. The work on the pitch is, it's a well-oiled machine down there at the minute. I saw, you know, saw through the gates and it looks really impressive, like what they're doing. So uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, have a pitch to be proud of next season. There we go. Uh, Sorry, I was just trying to figure out what my name would look like if I took all the vowels out of it, because your uh, your wife's obviously Rachel's obviously got her Twitter handle as her name <laughs> with all the vowels out of it. So it's interesting. I mean, it might it probably still be pronounced the same after you've had a few years. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's going to do us for the Space West podcast. We've yeah, just hit because, over an hour. And Gary's you, having his tea because he's going to tell me that it's my fault because I was late. But it's actually the traffic on Newark Road's fault. I'm actually going to tell you that you've admitted the goalkeeper conversation that I also asked to be put into the schedule. But there we go. I ain't got time to do it now. Were we saw, Oh, no, we didn't talk. I was thinking that we talked about it. And then I realised no. we talked very briefly off air, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, two goalkeepers. Go and read the site. There you go plug for you um i think that's about it unless there's anything else that we've got 
No, no, no. I, I, definitely not. It's nearly cool. Thursday, so. It's seven o'clock, Gary. <laughs> I know, but dinner yet. I'm like a child. I'm beginning to get grouchy. I very rarely have my dinner by seven o'clock. You'll be fine. Just get used to it. Yeah. Oh, happen. dear. I've, I've annoyed him now. Oh, dear. Tardiness uh, is not acceptable. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you uh, potentially next week if there is some news. If not, then it'll be uh, in a couple of weeks' time. There will be news next week, won't there? We both know it's... Well, I was trying to be subtle about that, Gary. Yeah. There there, there will be news to discuss, I'm sure, next week. You come in with the subtlety of a fucking air raid. Anyway. (laughs) Right. We'll see you next week. Take care. Up the end. Bye. Up the end. the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.